Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. We are so super stoked you're here and you made it. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How you doing today, Kyle? Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I had a little bit of a delayed reaction on those hot sauces, so I finally felt it. <laughs> uh, uh, I finally felt, felt it. I was feeling it the night of, uh, the night of. I think I was having trouble going to yeah. sleep. My stomach felt like it was smoldering. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why did you eat liquid fire? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out that madness of the hot sauce challenge, we've, uh, we've got that all posted online. We recommend the video over the podcast. But anyway, that is an old episode. We're here to talk about today's episode. Come on in the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge center on financialineptitude.com or give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is, uh, is up on our Discord server. Kyle and I get on there every day. Really just awesome place to be. And when you do join that server, send us a private message or email with your mailing address so we can send you a smash-it-yourself mug shot glass straight from the shop. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're just so glad everybody's here. So glad you made it. It's a lot of fun. Always better with friends. Uh, Kyle, we got any uh, fascinating show news to update the folks on? Oh, well, fascinating fascinating i don't know if it's that good (laughs) (laughs) um wednesday we have our episode with alan sama coming out uh we had a nice chat with him about options he uh he passively trades options which is kind of what i was trying to do or am still trying to do it's interesting to see that somebody else had the same idea 10 years before i did (laughs) 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 it just means just means you're on to something yeah it's just uh this is the first person I talked to that's trying to do the same thing. And you would have thought it would have happened sooner. The week after that, we got Deborah Ellis, uh, followed by Matt Reiner. And then your friend, uh, what's his name again? Caleb. Caleb, uh, another crypto expert. And beginning of December, Richard Friesen's coming back. Oh, I fucking love Richard Friesen. That guy's awesome. I do. I know. We just, uh, we need to do better at getting him regularly on. Yeah. I think he's a fan favorite too at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to get me on the couch because you had to do it. Well, I haven't. The, that's part of it. The <laughs> other part is that uh, when we first started talking to him and like looking at he like he gave us access to his program. But then as I was trying to like follow it, I realized that I knew nothing about <laughs> trading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Hey, his program assumes you have a strategy and you yeah. know what you're doing. Well, yeah, when I was asking like setups, like, okay, what what's a setup? <laughs> Like, oh, you mean a pullback or a fade or a 
uh, okay, I know what some of these terms mean now. Maybe now this right. material will be helpful. Now we're in a place where we can really make, make use of it. Right? Yes, exactly. That's going to be exciting. I look forward to that. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, but today's show mm. we've got for you today is... Braggadocious? Idealistic. Oh. Impeccable. Dare I say incredible show that we got lined up. It's Lots better of than... market moving news. <laughs> so it's better than idiotic. <laughs> Better <laughs> imbecilic. We've got an idiotic, inept. imbecilic, inept show for you today. <laughs> oh, lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than beers at a tailgate. Mm, beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had one right now. And now that I'm saying that out loud. Yeah, can you carry the show for about? Two minutes while I go prepare some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mail one to me. All I, right. I, we'll do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So please reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, on the Discord. If you're old school, you can send us an email to the number two bulls at financialneptitude.com or give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you've just been going to your favorite lunch spot and these people just start hunting you for no reason when you're just trying to get a good meal. And you have to crush their boat and sink them before they kill you. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. I'm not familiar with that one. I was trying to do Jaws from the Sharks oh, perspective. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> just trying to get lunch. What you guys fucking hunting me for? I'm just hungry. Didn't do anything wrong. Did get a message from Jeremy. He was the one who uh, was kind enough to suggest the spicy challenge. Oh, yeah. Did he Did he do it? Has he tasted the fire inside? He didn't, but he was laughing and he said he enjoyed our personal story. So I guess, uh, I guess we gave everybody a chance to learn a little bit more about us. Maybe we should do some more of those things. I do love talking about myself. It's one of my favorite subjects. Also, Jeremy did say, too, he was up uh, about 50K on Shiba when it spiked. So, uh, take some profit, buddy. Take some profit. Take some profit, <laughs> take <please>. some profit. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing it on the crypto. I wonder why he wants us to talk about it more. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the messages, Jeremy. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. I hope you're getting paid. Oh, Kyle, I, uh, I didn't do too, too well on my bet pick. Um, well, maybe you should go first, then. I've been, obviously... I mean, we keep fucking losing to random. I don't know about you, but I've been struggling with this, uh, uh, the bet picks because of the way we set it up yep. in the weekly manner of Monday to Friday. And I keep finding stocks where I'm like, oh, this one's going to pop. And then it doesn't, right? And then I lose. Right. So I thought, I'll get clever. I'll outsmart myself. I'll short <laughs> NVIDIA, even though I think NVIDIA is about to pop. I'll short them. And uh, they opened the week at uh, $256 and change. Mm-hmm. And just marched upward all the way up uh, Thursday. They, they, yeah, yeah. So they they open the week two fifty six. Uh, start to move up. Get get up to two sixty. Oh, get up to two sixty five. Stop. I get stopped out on uh, was it like Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quick. <laughs> uh, th- Thursday they rode from two seventy one up to almost three hundred dollars. They were over three hundred dollars for a bit. Oh, uh, they made a great long. Yeah, such great long. And then they ended, so they ended the week at uh, 297.52. <laughs> like, it would have been such a good long. Oh, you're in your own head. Yeah, uh, so I think, I think that 
with that stop loss, I'm what, like $483 some sense. $483.41. Yeah, that sounds like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, starting off with a bang. Uh, I had much better results, but only because I completely forgot about a stop loss. <laughs> I'm so sure that it was going to come back down to 10 uh, OCGN. I was going to short it above 1250 and buy it back when it dropped below 10 and then flipped along. Because of uh, forgetting that stop loss, uh, I was able to ride out the spike to 1765 before it did come back down below 10. I was able to flip long and uh, it closed the week at 1024. So I ended up taking my 500 up to 61733. Jesus. Okay. Well, yeah. at least I'll, I'll be doing a Kyle consequence and not a random consequence this well, month. Well, random. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Random went with SPB that opened the week at 94.96, closed at 96.75. So Random got a nice solid uh, 1%, 2% gain, sitting at 509.43. Okay, I'm still within striking distance of Random. (laughs) Well, if I forget a stop loss again, this could flip really fast, so. (laughs) I'm Long Peloton. Let's do it. Ooh. Yeah, we'll get into that one later. I want to. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will. All right, let's uh, let's move on and talk about some news. Let's do it. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story, so my margin grows. Or won't you listen to all our news? You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. Well, we all know the big story was the the Fed came out on uh, Thursday with a big announcement. Yeah, um, everyone. That's the biggest kept secret, or not? Wait, the worst kept secret. I think is the word. Everyone was expecting the Fed to announce taper, kind of the worst kept secret in the industry right now. Uh, they did come out and actually do that. Uh, currently, mm-hmm. the, or previously, the Fed had been buying 120 billion dollars worth of assets, 80 billion in treasuries and 40 billion in mortgage-backed securities each month. So, just an incredible amount of liquidity getting pumped into the market. Mm-hmm. The numbers came in as expected, reducing that by 10 and 5 billion, respectively. Uh, and they're going to continue to step down by those inc- uh, increments. They did leave room, however, to to adjust the rate of taper uh, based on market conditions. Uh, but and that's the plan. It's it's looking like uh, they'll probably wrap up the whole asset purchasing by I think everyone's expecting mid June, but it could be as early as mm. quarter one of twenty two. Yeah. Yep. What was more interesting though was their discussions about inflation. Because all this, uh, <laughs> their views on inflation is going to affect whether or not they start to do rate hikes. And uh, they're still defining inflation as transitory. Well, the fun thing is, Kyle, if you zoom out, everything's transitory, right? Uh, yeah, it just depends on what time frame you're looking at. <laughs> Look, in the 100 year time frame, this is just transitory inflation. <laughs> <laughs> By the year 3000, we'll, we'll be done. It'll be done. What was interesting, though, is that now it seems like he has another thing to blame inflation on. It looked like he was taking the chance to use the the supply chain disruptions in order to say that that was causing the price increases right now. And while, yeah, that probably is true. Uh, Certainly not not helping. (laughs) I don't know how you can deny that inflation is, you know, going on. (laughs) It's happening and it's not going away. When did they first start this transitory inflation talk? Last year? Uh, yeah, it's been a while, probably since the stimulus started. Because I th- I seem to recall uh, talking about it last 
last fall, uh, fall and winter because mm-hmm. they had been already had been printing the money for so long. Like when we posted that chart on the Discord showing how much m- new money got put in the system, right? Like that, it feels like a long time ago. Uh, the article I'm looking at, Greg McBride. Uh, said that he doesn't know if the word transitory is going to be used as frequently anymore. So the Fed has acknowledged that this could persist longer and higher levels than originally expected. Uh, Keith Buchanan, portfolio manager at Globat Investments, said the more sticky nature of the current inflation pressures presents a challenge Powell needs to address. And you remember Bostic, Atlanta Fed president? Uh, He went even further, calling the word transitory a dirty word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bostic says he expects the supply chain disruptions driving up prices will linger, saying by this definition, then the forces are not transitory. Okay, so what's the next buzzword if it's not transitory? I, are, we, uh, are, we, are they going to start calling it controlled inflation? Like, yeah, look, we've got controlled inflation. <laughs> uh, let's see. They said that uh, inflation is front and center issue. It's front and center as an issue and will be for the next 6 to 12 months easily, but that alone is not going to dictate their action. Economic growth, labor market, and even geopolitical concerns very likely come into play. I guess it's their job to do things like call it transitory inflation, because if, if the Fed chairman came out and said, we've got runaway out of control inflation, like right. everybody's going to freak the, out. The, <laughs> the job of the Fed, or at least Powell's job, seems to be placating investors. And I think George talked a bit about this on his um market update that he did the uh, the morning after yeah because the reaction to the announcement of this tapering was the complete opposite of what i think everyone is expecting oh yeah i mean we fucking ripped to new all-time highs after they said that they're not going to buy as much shit anymore <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it was it i was scratching my head i think we were both in the futures room trading futures watching watching it just go up and up and up yeah i i I got hit twice on on trying to short it, and then uh, I pretty much just called it. I was like, "No, I'm not trading this. I don't know what's going on." I probably <laughs> if I would have flipped my bias and didn't come in there, so that's probably what happened. Everyone was probably trying to short it, and what happens when everyone shorts it? Well, they got to buy it back. Just it, yeah, just just enough push upward to right. eat up all those contracts. Oh yeah, it was it was. It was wild. I, this was my first experience of like sitting at my my trading desk and a big, big, big Fed announcement and sitting there right. trying to trade it. Not what I expected it would be. I too was like, ah, I don't like an earnings call. You know, like they're gonna give us good news and it's gonna go down anyway. It just seemed like uh, a lot more controlled chaos. Uh, probably trading that was not a good idea. We probably should have just been watching and trying to do sim. That's true. I I also lost money that day. <laughs> I lost money all week. <laughs> I did not have a good week. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. They, yeah, in in uh, Friday, the day after, we we also uh, hit new all time highs. So yeah, this bull bull train is running still. Yeah, the the cops did finally show up. They said, "Hey, uh, we're 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 running out of beer. Uh, <laughs> you guys probably should start going home." And everyone's like, "Fuck you! Give me some more." <laughs> fuck you i got this flask in my pocket you can't tell us what to do <laughs> i brought my own tell me to go home <laughs> the party continues hey guys i've been running around i've been running around drinking the bottoms of everybody's leftover cups i'm getting hammered <laughs> uh, my parents are gonna be home soon fuck them fuck your parents give them a beer uh all right any other what what are you, what's, what's your other big story cop and go uh it was about marijuana Cannabis industry is finally getting its own digital payments platform. Oh. Uh, Valley Bank unveiled plans for Valley Pay. 
earlier this month with aspirations to migrate cannabis businesses cash usage to a secure web application. So the platform is going to operate as a digital wallet seeking to serve cannabis dispensaries, growers, testing labs, armored car services, wholesalers, and other CBD hemp businesses. As you know, based on the way the Fed or the federal government has uh, classified marijuana, that most banks are afraid to even touch mm-hmm. uh, anything related to the the even if it's legal in the state, they don't want to deal with it, and rightly so. So most of these cannabis businesses have to operate like completely in cash, and that's not good. <laughs> no. So while it would probably be much better if we just went ahead and fucking legalized it, uh, if you remember from our conversation with Jennifer Beck over at GHE, yeah, there's definitely an incentive for even the states to keep this as a, a classified. What's the what's the classification? Class two, class one. Keeping it keeping it as illegal uh, on the federal level because that allows them to mm. tax the ever living shit out of it, and they get to tax the gross rather than the the net profit. So you can't write can't even write off your expenses or losses. Yeah. Marijuana companies getting crushed mm. by, by <laughs> their weird, weird space they they inhabit in the, the commerce system. Yeah, and the, uh, I mean, we're getting close to having to start thinking about midterms. I mean, if the Congress is going to push through legalization while they got control of the you know the House and the Senate, uh, they need to do it quick, don't they? Now's the time. So, I I would think. <laughs> With as closely as the Senate, I mean, the Senate split 50-50 right now, right? So I wouldn't be relying on that them to maintain that lead going into midterms. Yeah, I don't, well, and it, it's it's weird because only only certain types of bills are passed by a majority vote. Like a lot of them take like a 60 vote right. to, to happen, a lot of what they do. So I don't know, it feels, feels like a split Congress, even though it's technically not. It does segue into uh, my last uh, little story real quick. Oh, yeah. We spoke last November on this show mm-hmm. about uh, the, the, the stock market re- reacting to politics. Right. And we, uh, I, I had come across the, the data that the market loves, 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 loves. Democratic president. A Democrat president. And, a, and split, a Republican Congress. A split Congress. Right? Yeah, and a split pro- co- Congress. So we were optimistic mm-hmm. about the future of the S&P, and uh, I would like to say that uh, we're, doing, we're doing just fine. Um, Best one-year run <laughs> after an election. Yeah, the S&P 500 is up 37.5% uh, <laughs> since the last presidential election. <laughs> I wonder how many people vote like that. Like, oh, this is much better for the market. I'd much rather have, <laughs> even if you're like... Right. Statistically, yeah. this is going to be the best thing for my stock portfolio. Uh, I'm a Republican, <laughs> but I like money more than I like <laughs> my ideals. <laughs> <laughs> my office and party power, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing more American than valuing money over your ideals. Uh, there's nothing more Republican. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> I can say that. It's a joke, people. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, should we should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. I got we've got some all fun right. stock stuff to talk about. Some loans are just a big mistake in up over your head. Drowning in those rates and fees, someone left unsaid. Who's the right kind of lender to find the thing that fits your needs? And you just have to call her 
Cause you know that she was born to be She's a homemaker, dream banker Dead saver, won't you call her up and see She's a homemaker, dream banker Dead saver, won't you call her up, go, go, go uh, Long-time listeners know that Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you proudly by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. With over 20 years of experience, Sue has helped thousands of homeowners purchase, refinance, even do reverse mortgages. She's licensed in 27 states, so reach out and see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email, S-P-U-L-L-E-N, that's S-Pullen, at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number, 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number, 206048. That email again is S-Pullen at fairwaymc.com. That phone number, 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is a proud affiliate of the Trade Pro Academy. Uh, Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs and new and expensive experienced independent traders. Traders like you. Traders like me. Uh, Translation, you can learn to trade like a big institution. And who doesn't want to know how to do Mm -hmm. that? Right. If you were learning how to trade like a big institution, you wouldn't be complaining on Reddit about Visa falling after earnings. (laughs) You'd be scooping up those shares at $208 a share and watching it skyrocket right after the fact. Uh, They have got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no place... No better place we found to learn all you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. Uh, We've also got discount links in our Discord. So if you want to get access to 10% off, then please join our Discord. You'll find the links in the uh, discount links channel. Yeah. Yeah. I've been been pointing people there. I I hope they're signing up. We need more. We need more trade pro users so that way we can all bounce ideas off each other. The community is so much better when everybody's learning together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are a friendly place for mm, sure. Definitely. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good catch on on Visa when we talked about it. Yeah, I think you cut it though. <laughs> no, no. We we talked about Visa on the air because we talked about that uh, the Reddit thing. I remember. Yeah, it was last week, but I just don't remember when. I thought it was cut because I was trying to go back and listen to it because I wanted to brag about it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to listen to the whole episode anyway. Mm. All right, should we should we move on? Start talking about some yes. stocks other than Visa. Tell me about what you were watching this week. Well, you know, I have my eye on Nvidia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and luckily, I did preface this out loud by saying, like, I keep trying to catch these breakouts for the bets, but I keep getting them wrong. I keep calling them right when they're pulling, going to pull back. Right. So so I said, so I'm going to short Nvidia because I think it's going to break out. Well, it broke out <laughs> as 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 we went over. Um, they got they got uh, upgrade upgrades in their their price targets. A whole bunch of analysts came out and were gushing about them. They were at all-time highs, and they just pushed, pushed, pushed. That, that was really uh, uh, the one on my watch list that moved. Uh, well, I guess I should say um, moved upward, because uh, Peloton <laughs> had a yeah. hell of an end of the week. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so, you know, I've been watching Peloton. 
because they hit since since back since this summer, right? They were mm-hmm. hitting all time highs up at oh what a hundred and twenty over one hundred and seventy. At the beginning of the year, they they hit one hundred and seventy, and then they 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 came down, and I was like, okay, I'm watching this for a pullback, and that's when I started watching in the summer. Mm-hmm. And they but they never they they could never get higher than like one twenty eight, and they've been they've been in a in a downward run. Ever since, um, I really I started options day trading them when they were up at 115, and it it just went all the way down to 80. I found its floor, and it started to kind of make its way back up. Big earnings call, um, and I did look into this. They had, they had an earnings call on Friday, and basically in that earnings call, they they, they were like, okay, the pandemic's over. Everybody's going back to the this pandemic's not over. Everybody's going back to the gym. And they had to revise their sales, Kyle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, their sales estimates, they had to revise it lower to the tune of $1 billion. Ooh. Ooh. They are now predicting $1 billion less in sales. Yeah, that'll, uh, that'll have an effect. A uh, direct quote from CEO John Foley. From forecasting consumer demands to accurately predicting logistics costs, our teams have never seen a more complex operating environment in which, are, which to guide our expected results this year. Uh, so, yeah, if you recall, they've been plagued by supply chain issues. Like, they haven't been able to get stuff to build their bikes. I don't think this has done dropping either, looking at the chart. I mean, it's, it's currently at 55, and I could see this going down to at least 50. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, it closed at 85.79. Friday, it gapped down. <laughs> to fifty-seven dollars. <laughs> oh, that's like a thirty-five percent gap. Now gaps do get filled, so I'm I'm really watching Peloton. Now. Yeah, just looking at the volume profile, and I don't know that. I mean, you got some support that should build around forty-five, and then you've also you got more support that should start picking up around thirty-two. So I wouldn't be trying to catch this yet. I think you need to watch and see where the buyers finally step back in. They're not stepping in yet. No, no, they're not. They are not. And, and I wholeheartedly agree. Looking at this volume profile, if you, if you go back and take it a year, because that's how far you have to go back to see what, ship was, what, what, right. what was happening at this price level, we're at the bottom of a big volume node before, before we get back caught into the upper 40s. Yep. Um, that's... that's that's where that that's definitely if i'm drawing a zone like that's that's the zone i'm drawing i want to see it get in there and start accumulating uh volume i want to see the big big money come back in and if not then then am i in the 20s (laughs) but (laughs) one of the interesting things and one of the reasons why i want to have my eye on this with the expectation it turns around uh is they are currently in the process of starting their treadmill division they've just been doing bikes Mm -hmm. adding a new product with the peloton style and and their presentation which you know by all accounts people do enjoy it's different than you know it's just a regular exercise thing you know you've got a sense of connection and and community to the the the, the system you know Mm -hmm. it, it connects to the internet you're you're presumably you can be training with other people Anyway, long story short, yes. they're, they're, they're getting more than one product. They're going to get right. more than one product. And they've got lots of room to grow in all sorts of home gym equipment. 
uh, Peloton can make strides because they're the first and big boy in in the room doing uh, the Internet of Things version of a home workout equipment. All right. Another one that got beat up was Zillow. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened. <laughs> um, oh, I know what happened. Well, I'm trying to fig- trying to see if they actually... Because there's some discussion about it on our Discord, and uh, I think what was explained to us was that their home buying bot, they basically just wrote an algorithm and let it go through, like trying to buy things instantly from, from people, and just kind of left it unsupervised. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm trying to see if that actually specifies that in the story that I found on it. The one I found was a local story from Orlando. Um, I don't know if I shared it on the Discord yet or not. Uh, and it, it, it specified that, uh, yeah, exactly what you just said. So Orlando, it's a Florida. It's seasonal, right? Mm-hmm. They, like, like Tucson, they, they're bigger in the winter than they are in the summer. So like local real estate agents will be like, okay, the winter just ended, like house prices are about to get cheap. This is when you should look to buy a client that I know and I'm talking to in person. Mm-hmm. Zillow's algorithm is not that smart. Like it doesn't take into account seasonality. Any kind of seasonality. Uh. So, so like the house, the, the example that they gave in the article, uh, Zillow's AI bought, bought, bought the house above market value because its bot is just assuming consistent steady growth right uh they 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 put minimal amount of new things into it and it's just and just stuck it on the market (laughs) jesus (laughs) for a profit so like this house like other houses in the neighborhood that were going for 350 400 then they bought this house for like 450 and are and listed it for 550 and Everybody in the neighborhood is just like scratching their heads, like, "Who the fuck's gonna buy that house?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus! Uh, Yeah, that's yeah. So it's just depended, just depending on constant price growth. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, looking at the Zillow stock, uh, another gap down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Looks like it's finding support though, around sixty-five. So we'll have to keep an eye on that level. If it breaks below that sixty-five, then we're probably looking at fifty-five as a price target. Uh, and yeah. again, we want to keep an eye on that one, see when that finds support, because we do have a gap to fill on the upside now. This isn't the end of the world for the company, and there's a shitload of sellers. Anytime you see everybody selling everything like that, uh, you get the seller exhaustion, and you're looking for the turnaround. Only ho- only the holders left is, is, when, is when you want to get in. So keep an eye on that. For sure. uh, but yeah, I could see this one dropping to 55 still. This probably isn't done. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's there's a possibility depending on how it continues. It gets it gets down to 40. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Could easily. But the fact of the matter is they did did catch what was happening and they are now trying to unwind all of these positions. So even if they take losses, it's money they've already spent. So they'll be by by liquidating all these properties, they right. will then have a pile a pile of liquid cash. Yeah. So so yeah, Zillow's not going away. Uh, they're they're going to pivot to some other you know probably focus on their core uh, and pivot to some other new avenue with all this liquidity and cash that they're going to have. So yeah, two big big turnaround plays. I'm now looking at huge drops from 
Peloton and Zillow and which we'll one watch and see where it finds the bottom so it can make a move. All right. Like an institution. Uh, there's a couple other stocks on my radar that I'm watching. I'm just going to go through them here real quick. Uh, Visa. Uh, I do have a small position in that one. Uh, looking to see if we can get that gap filled in that 225 to 232 area. Uh, it broke above the 214.50 support that we wanted to see or resistance. Broke through that on Friday with some solid volume. Um, so that, yeah, it looks like this one's got some strength right now. We should see it. We should see it continue up. I think 225 is our first price target. If we can hit that, maybe take a little bit off and see if we can ride it up to 230. Uh, another one that yep. I liked that I was watching. I had this one on my list for a long time. Is some of the ascending triangles I was looking at patterns uh, close to their all-time highs. That's Fortive Company, FTV. It did break above that uh, 75 level finally with some good volume, but uh, the volume's starting to taper off now. And then if you look at the uh, doji it just posted on this high, this one looks like it's ripe for a bit of a fall. Oh, yeah. So I do still like this stock, but I'm watching this to come back into that 76, 75 area and see if it holds support there. And maybe picking up uh, some some options to see if I can uh, ride the continuation up. I'm I'm looking at that da- daily. Um, yeah, this is the second time in six days where it's made that evening star doji. Mm-hmm. Yet all of that green volume after that last doji is 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 def- it's going down. Yeah. This one looks like it's it's starting to top. I really like uh I, I like that I like that play I like that top I think you're onto something. Um, let's see. Target was another one that uh, popped up on my list. Looks like we failed to make a new high. Just dropped below a key support at 255. It's trading at 254.27 right now. Uh, we have to watch that mm-hmm. and see if that continues. If that continues, and I can see this one running down to 245. Uh, maybe even all the way down to the 230s. Yeah, this was pushing for a new uh, new high, mm-hmm. and and totally failed. It found it found new resistance right at that uh, that last, I would say, uh, ro- consolidation period right. towards the top. Uh, definitely, definitely got lots of room below. Um, I still have some levels drawn from when I was uh, day trading. Yep, me too. Uh, Target was on my <laughs> list. Uh, everything Kyle just said, I, I wholeheartedly agree with. All right, we're starting to run a little long. Is there anything else that you really want to talk about as far as stocks go? Um, well, folks, I, I just, I just, I gotta short me some Tesla. Oh, really? No, that's how you go bankrupt. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like, wait, we talked about that last week. We decided that was stupid, and we were right. <laughs> I- I know, I know. Uh, I just want to reiterate again, like no matter what, I don't, I don't trade Tesla. No. I, I think it defies technical analysis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it defies all rationality. Well, uh, the only reason I brought it up real quick was because uh, it w- was announced. Tesla announced they're like, we never signed any contract with Hertz. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, and it still it, did okay. We haven't. We 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 didn't we didn't sell a hundred thousand Teslas to Hertz, and then yeah, it's. It's still doing just fine. <laughs> $1,222 a share. All right. Let's. <laughs> <shoot>. <laughs> we got any earnings coming up? Uh, we got a bunch. 
My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day And we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way Skyrockets in sight Earnings call to light Uh, on the 8th, we've got AMC, which coincidentally, too, just announced it's getting into the popcorn industry. Ooh. Uh, I don't know how Orville Redenbacher is going to take that, but be interesting to see. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, also got Roblox, uh, Trade Desk, and PayPal. On the 8th, excuse me, on the 9th, we've got Palantir, Neo, Coinbase, Ocugen, and Unity. Uh, on the 10th, we've got SoFi, Disney, Wendy's, and Beyond Meat. I threw Wendy's in there because of the Wen Lambo thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the 11th, we've got Blink, uh, your favorite, Sundial, and Lordstown. And then on the 12th, we've got AstraZeneca. Oh, AstraZeneca. And we just had big Pfizer announcements with their COVID pills. So. Also Moderna, too. Moderna has been falling after their... Um, their yeah. yeah, keep an eye on these uh, biotechs. All right. Mm-hmm. Time for some crypto talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. I actually, I, where's my notebook? I actually took fucking notes on, on one of these news stories. Oh, really? Of course. Ooh, must have been a good I, one. I did. Must have been a good one, but I don't... Do you can't find your notes, can you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, I found it. I found it. Right. I found it. I found it. Right. It slipped off my desk into the trash can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's what happened to my jury duty paperwork. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> All right, so you know, crypto it's it's hit a point where the, it's a 2 and a half trillion dollar market. Mm-hmm. Uh it's about the size of the economy of France to put that in perspective. That's that's you know, that's it's not a small amount of money. No. So we're, the fight continues. We've talked about this before. They're still fighting, like, who even gets to regulate this thing, right? Right. Right now, it looks, it's, it's, it's like a kind of a sparring match between the SEC and the CFTC, which is the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Right. Which, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I agree that the Commodities Futures Trading Commission aligns with crypto more than the securities. I feel like it's way more of a security it wants to be a currency, though. The currency's in the name. Whoever controls currency should get to control it, I think. The Federal Reserve? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do such a fine job. Yeah, I guess. All right, maybe not. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> well, Gary Gensler, I didn't know this. He, he taught, and, and forgive me if you actually said this on the show, and, and it's just wiped from my brain by sleeping. Uh, Gary Gary Kensler, who heads the SEC, he taught an MIT course uh, called Blockchain and Money. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's probably knows more than I do. Yes, uh, I think think things about the, the blockchain and crypto. 
he said recently in August, not enough investor protection in crypto. It's like the Wild West. We need Congress to uh, uh, define this, right? Define these platform, define these products and platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got on the other side. We got the CFTC acting chairman, Rostin Benham. Uh, he's he's still trying to get confirmed, but uh, he, he's the CFTC guy uh, that's fighting the SEC. Um, he he admitted in his confirmation hearing that they want a bigger role in this regulation, even though it would be a quote departure from CFTC's historical role as a derivatives regulator. Uh. Also, also asking Congress, hey. Can you guys define crypto so we can start fucking regulating it? Like, so that's 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 where we're at. Where right. we're at now is they're they're going to define it to regulate it. Like, we can expect these regulations to come. Uh, so I guess I guess there's still going to be some more wild west going on till we get there. Uh, but there's a there's a there there's several other people in the mix. We, we got Janet Yellen at the Treasury Department. Uh, she's the one who released that stablecoin report. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also asking Congress to determine who, who the hell has the authorities. <laughs> because without it, uh, uh, if they don't, Janet Yellen chairs the Financial Stability Oversight Council, which, if they want to, can step in and start regulating right now. Right. Like, they already have the power, but it sounds like she doesn't want them to have the power. Well, didn't she, I mean, wasn't she the one behind the, the regulations on the stablecoin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it feel, feels like they, that she doesn't want these regulations to be coming from, uh, what's it called? The Financial Stability Oversight Council. Right. But, like, her time in the, not only the Treasury Department, like, she used to chair the Fed, mm-hmm. Janet Yellen. Like, like she's fucking, she's in the, the middle of it. She knows what's happening. Like, she doesn't feel like it's that, that places, uh, clue to me. That's my interpretation. Anyway, a uh, whole bunch of senators from Elizabeth Warren, uh, a crypto skeptic concerned about the lack of re- regulation. Uh, she's trying to, to get it. Uh, but we've got a couple, uh, Senator Cynthia Loomis uh, who, and, and Senator, uh, what's his name? Toomey. Yep. They both own a bunch of crypto. <laughs> Like her, uh, 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 Senator Loomis's staff calls her a hodler. Nice. Yeah, I guess, I guess she's openly admitted she bought Bitcoin in 2013 at $330 of Bitcoin. Well done. Right? Can you guess which senators are saying we shouldn't regulate crypto too much? <laughs> well, what is the goal of the regulation? How are they planning to protect investors? That's the question. None of that is talked about in these very long news articles I was reading. No, none of them say what they actually want the Congress to do. How are they planning to regulate it? They have, it makes, I don't know, I want to know that before I try to pick a side. Right, do they regulate it as a currency? Because if it's a currency, what are the fucking regulations? It's pretty much, you, you can just switch, right? I don't know. That's George. I don't know. Is there is there like a limit? Like, oh, you can you can only move move ten million dollars to ten million to to euros. I don't think there's any limits like that. No, I think uh, I don't know what the like. What do they do for stocks? They they make them have to conform to reporting standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What what what's a cryptocurrency yeah. going to report? They have to report how much they're printing. They're- they're always reporting on the blockchain like it's kind of designed to be open source transparency but even so with all that i think i think the concern 
that a lot of people come from is the pump and dumps. How easy it is to use in in black market transactions. Yeah, money's pretty fucking easy to use too, though. That's true. We did have like HSBC. They they got a they got a fine because they got caught being the banker for cartels in Mexico. <laughs> I mean, money's money. Money's money. Yeah. Okay. Well, crypto's easier to track than money, isn't it? <laughs> Well, well, you know, it's just an anonymous wallet number. Yeah, but you know, you know exactly what that wallet's purchasing, when, where, like are all the transactions logged? That's true. That's the whole purpose of the blockchain is to log all these transactions. Here, here's, here's, here's the thing. If, if I have six wallets, and you could probably do it with just two, like I have my wallet for doing transactions with you, and I can be having an assumed name and identity... And then I have the wallet, I move over, and that's the one linked to me. How does that hurt investors? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right? If somebody uses a billion dollars of, you know, Australian dollar to, to hire, uh, you know, somebody to go trash a rainforest, that doesn't crash the value of the Australian dollar. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but but cri- crypto's not attached to a country. No, it's not. <laughs> This is probably exactly what they're talking about behind closed doors. Is like, what the fuck do we do with this? Yeah. Well, the question we really want to know what the motive is. What's their motive behind wanting to get involved in it? And I guarantee you, I don't think it's investor protection. Well, on some level, it has to be because it would hurt America if Americans just had a huge chunk of their wealth disappeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you want to be as cynical as possible. It hurts, it hurts big business in America because consumers have less money to give big business. Right. So on some level, they have to want to pr- they avoid the volatility and the chance of a fucking crash, right? I mean, I guess. But how do, how do you avoid that, that, the volatility in that crash? Like, I'd let the Fed buy it? <laughs> Pump money into it? Let, let the Fed buy it. Because <laughs> maybe not with as... Maybe not as bad with the big ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum, but we've seen a lot of pump and dump on on coins. Like we talk about the Squid Game coin. Yeah, the pump and dump is what really, if anything, should be focusing on. But I'm pretty sure that's illegal now too. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, people are getting in trouble for yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, on Squid Game coin. So you know, again, what are they trying to protect? Is the the question I keep coming back to. Man, we should try and get a senator on. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Elizabeth Warren did mention that uh, hackers have been able to steal money from crypto exchanges, mm-hmm. uh, and so she's she's interested in regulation that uh, what that makes that illegal. That would help. I'm pretty sure that's still illegal. No, <laughs> no, it would it would be, it'd be regulating the exchange to be set up to as best okay. it can to prevent that. Okay, I can get behind that. But, you know, I'm also, you know, what happens when a bill gets made and then when it gets passed, like, it's always something different. So we'll see. Yeah. See if, I, I don't think Congress should be the one. I think they should just define it and then let one of these fucking, let the SEC fucking take care of it from there. Anyway, that's my big crypto story. All right. I think I heard a clicky pen down. Oh, no, that was a lighter. Oh, okay. Um, I was lighting a candle. Is it <laughs> time to move on to uh, draw? Draw, motherfucker. So close. Pew pew.
close. Um, good for the week. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time finding a good. I think my good was stopping and realizing that uh, I was dealing with some issues that needed to get addressed. So I went back and started rewatching some of the trade pro lessons. I redeveloped. I developed my own personal morning affirmation because I do like the concept of that. Uh, you know, repeating a mantra in the morning that puts you in the right frame to start trading. But I didn't mm-hmm. like the one that uh, the generic one that George gave us. Because it didn't feel like it was mine, so I made one for myself. Yes. So yeah, stopping trading and then trying to take steps to get back to the right mindset, saving my mo- you know, saving my account from further damage, I think was my good. Um, I had uh, a day on micros where I I finished the day at a profit. Mm-hmm. And it was the only day this week where I sat down and was able to get into my best mindset, you know, because we're, we're all so fluid. Like, you're not the same exact person every moment. Right. Like, we've all seen somebody in a bad mood where they don't want to talk when they're normally a talkative person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we all go through those stages. So, so I've been trying to use the psychology and, and that day, it really seemed to work for me where uh, I got in that mindset of I'm going to be my best self in this moment when I sit down to make these trades. I'm, I'm going to follow the process and the plan. Uh, I'm going to read what's happening. I'm going to get my confirmations. I'm going to do it in my zones. Um, and it all came together, and, and I was profitable. And that, that's definitely my good for the week. Nice. Wholeheartedly. Um, my bad obviously ties into my good, which was uh, dealing with that lack of confidence. Yeah. And just, uh, it's, you know, I kind of talked a little bit about to George about it when we were eating the hot wings, but just like the roller coaster of emotions that sometimes you go through from like day to day to week to week, to even, you know, hour to hour. So I'm still trying to figure out yeah. a way to deal with that. But uh, I think I at least got a plan, put something together. I didn't take any trades Friday because. I was trying to get back to the basics and I didn't see anything that fit with what my morning plan was. Whereas normally I'd be trying to force something. And I think that's how I was getting, mm-hmm. getting, you know, away from myself. Getting rolled over. Yeah. Yeah. What was your bad? Um, my, my bad was, I want to say the, the day trading when the, the news had come out and since I was on the micros, I had three losses in a row. And I was like, it's the micros. I can have one more. Mm. No. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's a bad. good point. Because I've had the same scenario. Whereas, like, you know, three trade losses in a row. But it's much less size than what I'm used to putting on. So, you know, does that count? Right? It, it was easy for me to say, like, Dan, what's the worst you lose in eight bucks? Come on. See, I've treated that as like I still have a hard cap. If I'm trading the micros, I have a set amount that I'm allowed to lose. I, I personally, I need to stick to the three losses in a row and I'm, I walk away. Like, I need to, to shut it off. I think you're right, too, because I don't think that having the set limit, because it seems like if I have a set limit I'm allowed to lose, I'm going to hit that. <laughs> Right. When I sit down away from it, the plan is three losses in a row. You walk away and then you pat yourself on the back because you followed your 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 risk management strategy. Mm-hmm. And if I get in my head and I'm like, it's just losing another eight dollars. 
well, guess what? I'm only thinking about that one trade and I'm not thinking about my overall strategy. Right. And I can tell myself that again and again and again. Next thing I know, I've lost six trades in a row. Right. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, so that's my bad. I was a bad risk manager. Yep. That's how you spiral. Uh-huh. Oh, my ugly is just how far from my initially successful strategies I've drifted. Not filling out the trading tickets like I'm supposed to. Not watching for the pullbacks and the levels and getting the confirmations. Like, just trying to go willy-nilly mm -hmm. trading rotations. Uh, like, yeah, just... Like, I found myself putting... Trying to, going back and looking, I'm like, okay, I put on this trade, but I didn't have any of my qualifiers. Like, I didn't... What was I thinking? Why was I... I was just seeing a level and thinking, I know what's going to do. Acting like you've been doing this 20 years. Right. And we haven't. You know, we've been doing this for a month. <laughs> I, I actually, Kyle, and I'm glad that you said that out loud because it made me realize uh, I'm doing the same thing to myself. It's starting to get away from... And starting to get away from logging every trade mm -hmm. on my book because I'm watching it and I feel like I know what I'm doing. So I'm acting like I've fucking been trading 20 years. That's where that thought came from was like, Dan, you haven't been trading 20 years. <laughs> no, <You can't. laughs> no, we have not. You, you can't do this. You got to fucking stick to the process. Yep. Um, my ugly, um, I think I, we were talking about it uh, on one of our calls uh, on the Discord channel. Um, like I withdrew everything from my Ameritrade account mm -hmm. that I was using to trade options. And I left like a hundred bucks in there. and. I worked it uh, up to, to the mid-200s, right? I'm yeah, like, wow, nice. okay. This is fucking fun. Um, when I had that good day on the futures, like, I didn't want to stop. So, they, um. they, none of, this wasn't disastrous, but you can look, go back and look at the Kyle, uh, Kyle and Dan Trades channel. You can see that uh, I just started overtrading. Mm -hmm. uh, small, small positions. Um, like I bought some Disney puts, uh, and got <laughs> crushed on a gap up. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I bought some black, I bought some Blackberry calls cause it was like, I can call the bottom of Blackberry. Uh, and I, and I got, I got, uh, uh punished on, on that move too. Yep. Uh, I mean, I still made some great options moves in the week, but just got too confident. No matter how much money I, I, even if I'd made or lost, I realized after I placed those trades, Dan, you know, like Richard Friesen, take your emotional set score. Like, mm -hmm. you're not doing this because you're like, this is a great play. You're doing this because you're, you're like, I'm on a roll. Yeah, I want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm not done. I don't want to be done yet. Yeah. <laughs> I want more of this fucking dopamine. I don't want to be done. I'm having a good time. Yep. Right? And it's like, nope, that's not how you make money, motherfucker. You know that. <laughs> so that's my ugly. <laughs> All right. Well, should we uh, wrap this thing up with a bet? Yeah. Yeah. Stocks in the center of a universe. That's for every one of us. You have any idea what you're gonna do? I go first because I'm the biggest loser, right? That's right. Yep, I'm gonna long Tesla. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why, why not? not? Works for everybody else. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's had two down days in a row, but volume's like way down. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's just, yeah. It's it's running like a like a. It it did this before the split, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> stop loss. Oh, um, it's Tesla. So I'll put my stop loss at uh, eleven. 25 um i keep going back and forth i want a short fortive but i um, I also realize that i need to let the rest of that pattern play out i need to make sure it actually is going to be an evening star because it could just take off again tomorrow or on monday like it did the last evening star yes exactly when it didn't actually finish doing an evening star because you need the candle afterwards mm-hmm. to actually make it right it's a, it's a three candle pattern yes so not gonna do that. I think I am just gonna go long visa. Oh yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go long visa and I'm gonna have a price target at two twenty five, I'll take half, and then I'll sell the rest at two thirty. And stop loss. I'm gonna give this room. So we're gonna say two oh six. Okay. Alright, we also need a random. Give me a number 1 through 12. 11. All right. NASDAQ Capital Goods. That should be interesting. Green Power Motor Company. GP. All right. It is ranging pretty hard. It's on the top of that range. Nice bear trend. Good. Random's random's back. Fucking lose, random. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, folks, I'm long Tesla, Kyle's long Visa, and uh, Random is long GP. Green Power, Green power Energy. Uh, stay tuned. We got that Alan Sama episode coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. And uh, Just, uh, If you like the show, uh, please uh, leave us a comment uh, or rate us on your platform of choice. Anything to help us get the word out. Spread the word. Spread the love. Thanks for listening, guys. Spread the wealth. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.